24 hours from now, we lose our freedom. <laughs> we lose our privacy. We lose our alone time. <laughs> the girls are going to be home. Oh, less than 24 hours. Tomorrow's a half day. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. oh that's okay. You know what? I'm excited about it, honestly. So going to be doing a lot. I want to keep them nice and busy. I want to keep them worn out. I want this to be a spring break that they remember in a good way. So I'm kind of excited about it. You know, I was thinking about it. We we're talking about the full car situation. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe we should talk to the girls. Maybe one of them like wants to stay home. Maybe one of them wants to be able to have like maybe they want to rotate and have several hours at home just for them. You know what I mean? So I don't know. We'll we'll go through our itinerary plans and, and see what they think. But, you know, excited to talk to Andy and. I am most excited about going down to Sam Houston National Forest because I want to mushroom hunt in a big way. I can what, tell. Is, what does the weather look like? Does it just going to be nothing but hot? Pretty uh, no, much? the exact opposite. Oh, what? It's supposed to cool down and be like 65 or 60 to 65 like all next week. Oh, my gosh. That's beautiful. <laughs> well, except for the swimming part, but that's fine by me. I'm still down to go you know, get the boat prepped up and everything else. I'll ask Nikki to put the little water thing on it and fire it up and charge the batteries and get it ready to go so we can get it out on the water. I'm I'm ready to go out and do some fishing, you? I've been ready to go fishing. No doubt. So, and uh, we got you the drip irrigation system basically today. So that's, you know, at least for the ones in the front there, you're, you're going to be nice and set a little easier. You'll still want to do some custom watering because, you know, you just want to make sure that everything's getting what it needs as it needs because no system is perfect aside from you walking up to it and putting water in it. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited for this. We're going to, you know, and, and we're not going to do any camping, which is fine, but to be able to go out and just there's so many things around here that we actually get to go do things. So I'm, I'm, I'm excited about it for sure. So (sighs) I'm happy. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, but man, there's just so many things like, what do you want? What do you want to do next week? What, what not so expensive thing do you want to do? Fishing at the spillway. Okay. <laughs> That's all I care about. Oh, I, I want to go fishing at sunrise at mm-hmm. the spillway. I want to pack all the things up, have a nice day at the spillway, and just exist with water and waterfall sounds and happiness with fishing and getting my feet wet, you know, right before the waterfall and taking a walk down further because we never really go far. Mm-hmm. And just have fun at the spillway. That literally makes a whole day, and I enjoy being there for a whole okay. day. So I, w- I would love to do that, especially since it's not supposed to get hot. 65 is like that perfect temperature, you know, for, you know, the daytime temps mm-hmm. to just exist and, you know, bring food and have a good time. Or even just, you know, pack up, go somewhere for lunch, and then come back. Like, I don't care. I just, I love when. Those, those are, and I've said it before, like, th- those are my favorite days when all of us get out and do something just for the sake of doing something and getting out of the house because you know i we don't we don't do it a lot anymore mm-hmm. we're so used to going out almost every single day doing something or other and now it's like we're staying home and 
are going out is hey we got to run to Lowe's or hey I got to run down to Kroger's to go grab this thing or oh hey I'm going to go to Walmart is there anything you need do you want to come with oh I'm going to bring the girls I'm going to do like it's just back and forth and back and forth and back and forth and you know the furthest we you know venture out is to Jacksonville and only Jacksonville and then back home so I just I want to go back to being out and about I don't want to be home unless it's literally you know very end of the day we're so tired sitting down with some nice you know pizza burgers things like that just the very you know warmer weather food Mm -hmm. and spend time outside in the backyard and you know eat outside and talk and listen to music and things instead of you know watching tv that's Mm -hmm. that's what I want what I miss okay well that's you know that's definitely there we'll we'll you know, meet our obligations here. You're not going to lose this next week. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely down for that. And with that, welcome to the Afternoon Dive on the Stupid Podcast on Everything, where I'm Joey. And I'm Kiki. And we talk about everything. And nothing. All at the same time. So today is, what are we doing today? You wanted, you want, wanted to take a little deviation? and Didn't really have anything for unpopular opinions, right? So you wanted to talk more about confessions? Yeah, I've, I've got a few here. I don't know if it'll fill up the whole time. That's okay. but. I've got, I, I've got a po- unpopular opinions. I'll, I'll, we're, we're fine. This first one is from user Lenalea. I'm gonna assume, um, mm-hmm. and it's titled "I plagiarized my English paper, passed, and now it will haunt me forever." I hated my English teacher my first year of high school. He was weird and had a dry sense of humor I couldn't appreciate at the time. But over the next few years, I learned to really like him. I was even his TA my senior year. We would always talk about his music and literature. He introduced me to some of my favorite music. I think it was my sophomore or junior year. We had a big paper to write over a a book we we were supposed to read. House on the Haunted Hill, possibly, which would be fitting. I didn't read the damn book then and cop- totally copied my friend's paper. I changed it enough, but was sure he'd see through my shit. I got an A. And every damn time I saw this teacher, he would tell me how brilliant my paper was. Did he know? Did he torture me with this for the next decade? <laughs> we actually remained in touch after high school and had coffee from time to time. His wife owned a local candy shop. He passed away a few years ago after moving to a new state, but every single time I saw him previous to that, he always mentioned my amazing plagiarized paper over a, over a book he, I never read. I always wanted to tell him to know if he really knew. I think he knew. Brilliant asshole. I miss him. That's awesome. You know, I had... I, I never had anything that I ever had to cheat on in school. I I did one time create a homework assignment that didn't exist so that I didn't have to do chores. I was in the fourth grade. Yeah, I think it was in the fourth grade. Pay, paid in elementary school in Vacaville, California. And uh, we came home and my mom's like, okay, it's time to go clean up all the animal crap in the backyard. And I'm always the one cleaning up the animal crap in the backyard. We had four dogs and no we're not talking about like we had four dogs like we had sky and jack we had a great dane okay i mean just we had a collie full-on collie big i could ride that thing collie and you know and we had a basset hound and then we had my wolf okay my wolf outlived them all by the way but but we had so we had four good sized dogs that were just leaving piles of it. And so I said I had a homework assignment 
And I said, and my mom's like, what's your homework assignment? It's like, it's for extra credit. I'm going to do it. Well, what's the extra credit? Well, if I can name as more col- more colors than anybody else in the class, because I just thought of it off the top of my head. If I can name more colors than anybody else off the top of my head, I win a box of pencils. And my mom and my dad grabbed dictionaries and started helping me find colors and naming and writing down all these colors. So nobody did the dog shit. Everybody waited until the next day. And I went to school with this list of like 400 colors. Well, two weeks later, two weeks later, parents got called in because my parents had spanked me so hard I couldn't sit down properly. And so what do they do? They didn't check or anything like that. They called my parents in to talk to them. And so my parents who, yeah, they really did that, but I had to act like they didn't because I was there and I was in trouble if I did. (sighs) So, yeah, that happened. And then my mom, in the course of it, sits there uh, in, in calling me the liar and everything else that I am, says, you know, oh, by the way, did Joey win the color contest? And Miss Brisbane went, what color contest? Oh, my gosh. And I was like, oh, I am screwed, you know? So the end result of that, I went home and I got spanked again for lying, which I did and still had to go out and clean up all the animal crap. So was no escape from that. So yeah. So I I I kind of I get it OP. I mean, I didn't have a teacher that knew, but my but she knew. So the rest of the year she was like, "Huh." So anything I said, anything I said was the school was like, "No, well, Joey's lied before and he got caught." That's it. So that was pretty much me on the road of getting onto the road of just screw lying. Forget it. So Anyway, I'm sorry. <laughs> what do you, what's next? Uh, this one is from user Wild Rexo, and it is titled, I once pushed an elderly lady down the stairs because she noticed me and my friends doing something bad. Oh, yeah, no, th- that first Whoa. one was just a little nice little warm-up, but they get, they get a little bit more serious. Um So when I was young and stupid, me and my two friends went out every day to do dumb stuff such as knock and run, trespassing, breaking stuff that wasn't ours, disturbing the peace, etc. It was December of 2017 when me and my friends went out to the local neighborhood to run around different flats and knock on people's doors or do some other dumb things that basically made people go mad. And one of my friends decided to start throwing bricks at a street lamp for fun. We thought it's all good because it was dark and there was no one on the street. After he was done, we went to get something to drink and got into a flat to get warmer because it was a snowy winter. Ten minutes in, we noticed two la- a lady two floors above us that was speaking in, uh, to someone on the phone about some thugs running around and breaking stuff. We got scared that she might have noticed us and maybe even recorded the whole action. We, end up- we went upstairs to make sure that she wasn't talking about us, but turned out she was on the phone with her son when she saw us come up and quickly cut our way back down off speaking to her son, come on, come up here quicker, they're, they're here. We were already shitting ourselves and had no idea what to do. The lady was about 60 to 70 years old, so we didn't want to do anything that could hurt her. But before any other thoughts 
um, could stop me, I rammed her and she fell down a couple stairs shouting at us. We ran straight down and out of the building. When we started running through the flat, I looked back to see if she was okay. She looked fine to me, so we escaped. I don't know where she is today and I hope she's alive and well. I regret it because it must have hurt her. I'm sorry, lady. I learned my lesson and got some better friends now. I'm almost 18 years old and surrounded by better people and know how to do good and I'm a changed person, but I won't forgive myself for hurting an elder. Wow. Ooh. You know, that sucks. That just sucks. That just... <sighs> and and that's the kind of stuff that's like, I get that, that you regret that now, but in my brain, in my mind, honestly, still you still haven't had consequences to it. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm just saying this, that you understand the way karma works. You're going to be about 60, 70 years old. And then you're going to remember like me. Okay. I did messed up stuff. And part of that ended up being that in working for things that I was doing, um, I used to damage people's knees. And so 10 years later, you know, my knee got royally damaged and I'm going to have to deal with that for the well, I, for the rest of my life. So, and every single time that my, my knee hurts, I'm reminded that I messed up people's knees. So, you know, and if you haven't yet, it's going to come around. It always does. It always does. How many of your friends that were mean to you are now fat and ugly? seriously all of them it's like i don't think there's any i don't think there's any of my actual legitimate friends mm-hmm. that are legitimately successful right now or heading down any kind of path that will get them to that point yeah so how many of them have had tens of thousands of people listen to them on a podcast how many of them have thousands oh, what you have over a thousand people now right on on your instagram or how many how many people like 250 okay, still that that are active actual people on your instagram that are you know following you gardening and everything else and it's like how many of them live in a house that's one half of one floor is bigger than most people's homes right it's mm-hmm. like yeah so i look at that too everybody everybody who made me homeless they're poorer than i am everybody who you know everybody who just treated me like garbage they're now struggling and it's like cool cool by me works for me you know i'm not gonna gloat about it because i don't want karma going wait what <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry are, are we gloating it's like new no, you know but that's just everything in, in the way that it is so yeah i i feel like you haven't got justice yet but it's gonna come so all good so what's next uh, this next one is from an account that got deleted, um, and it's titled, Ooh. My friend and I burned down a house when I was a kid. When I was around eight years old, I lived in an area that had a lot of summer homes. After summer was over and the home was empty, my friend and I would break in. Break in was used is used loosely. A lot of times windows were unlocked or even sometimes a door. We used to look for money. We loved going to McDonald's. One time we found a lockbox. Busted that open with a sledgehammer. We usually didn't take anything but money. There were TVs or beds, but I was eight. What would I do with any of that? 
Almost never any toys. I did take a really cool looking mini statue. I still have it to this day. We were in one house playing with those long wooded matches. One of them lit the shag carpet and we couldn't get it out. We rode our bikes out of there like the devil was on our heels. Some days later, we rode our bikes back to this house. The place was burned to the ground. Destroyed. Nothing left. I can still smell it. I also remember I stepped on a nail and it went into my foot. Hurt like hell. Mm. We rode our bikes away and never talked about it again. My family moved away when I was in the fifth grade. I lost contact with the kid. And I have never told anyone until now. Wow. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Just, that's, that's just crazy. What is the word? What's, what's something that, what's the worst thing that you've done? The worst thing yeah. I've done? Oh gosh! It's see you. S- I know that I haven't done anything bad when I can be asked that question, and I don't just like have things immediately pop into my head. I'm mm-hmm. like, gosh, what did what did I do? Like I used to steal things a lot as a kid and lie about it, but it was all like petty things. Like it was literally food. Like I didn't steal major things. Mm. So I, I I really don't know. I I didn't. <laughs> I literally was the biggest goody two shoes when it came to like legitimate, you know, bad things. Like mm-hmm. I, like I said, I I stole sweets and candy from my own home. Um, I didn't take anything from anybody else besides the one time that I got caught for taking my friend's gloves because I wanted cool winter gloves. We lived in a place where it didn't snow or anything, so there was no reason for them. But she had these cool pink striped gloves, and I took them, put them in my desk. You know, the open faced desks that they have now, and got caught for it almost immediately because they were just sitting in my open face desk. I was like, but like, that's, I think literally, I think that's the only thing I ever took from somebody else because I got caught for it and was like, wow, I didn't like that. Cause I, I really, I don't know. I haven't like cheated on any homework or tests. I, I, you know, copied other people's work when I asked for it. So it's not like I like took people's papers and, co- you know, copy things without them knowing. Like I, I really didn't do anything. <laughs> When I was seven, I tried to give someone AIDS. What? Yep. I was seven years old. <laughs> Again, paid in elementary school. Um, and uh, there was this kid, and she was a bully. And she was bigger than all the other kids. She was one of those tall, fat girls. And so, you know, just was a bully. I can't remember her name. But I had heard... That people were getting AIDS from needles. And and so (laughs) seven years old, I thought needles. I didn't think syringes. I was afraid of the needles at home in our sewing kits because I thought you they said the number one way that you get AIDS is either sex or needles. And so I thought that every needle had some level of AIDS (laughs) on it. And so I went home and we had, you know, we, we, everybody's got that drawer, that drawer in their house that's just like sewing crap and just a whole bunch of other stuff that just means nothing. And I was afraid to go in that drawer because that drawer had, had needles in it. So I went and I went through that drawer and I found it and I got a pair of gloves on and I pulled out this <laughs> needle and I placed this needle onto my lunchbox and I took my lunchbox to school and I st- stabbed her with it when she came over because she would always push me and so I stabbed her with the needle and I and she was like crying because I stabbed her with the (laughs) needle and stuck it in her and I went and I looked at her and went well now you have AIDS (laughs) 
And of course, AIDS was new for us, so she's freaking out. Oh my god. And goodness. she goes to the teacher and she says, Joey stuck me with a needle. That says now now I have AIDS. My teacher freaks the hell out. And she looks at it, she goes, it's a sewing needle. She goes, Joey, who did you stick that had eggs? I, I stuck her, whatever her name was, because she's always mean and she pushes everybody. And I was just crying through it. And now she's got AIDS. And she goes, Joey. And she, like, stopped. And in front of the whole class, who apparently knew what kind of needles they were talking about, except me, I started getting laughed at by everybody. No. Because... I thought I had given her AIDS and I looked very proud of myself crying there while it was explained to me that they were talking about medical needles and syringes being needles and the difference. But that girl never walked near me again because in her mind, I had tried to kill her. (laughs) (laughs) Well... <laughs> so. Yeah, definitely, definitely oh. never did anything <laughs> that oh, yeah. bad. No. I remembered there was one. Oh, that was just seven. I haven't even gotten into Ooh, my yeah. older stuff. But uh, I remember, I remember one thing that is like still barely okay. Even a like I barely remember it. I was in the third grade. I know that, um, and that was right before I started getting like bullied for anything. Like, legitimately became the target for all the bullies in our class yeah um there were because third grade is right around it's right around that time where everybody's the same height everybody's the same weight like there's not really a whole lot of kids that are that are surpassing anybody else everybody's still right before their first growth spurts and everything and so we used to do all of the boys versus girls stuff I, I very distinctly remember that. We had so many different converse, uh, competitions between mm-hmm. us, not official or anything. It was literally just us, you know, in my class forming all these competitions. Like, who who was the fastest at running? Who was, you know, able to run up in the whole play structure from this side, slide down the slide, and get to that side first? Who was able to, you know, be the first person to score a soccer goal against, you know, all these people standing in front of it? Like, we mm-hmm. used to do all kinds of things like that. Play play whole games, soccer games, or kickback, or basketball, just being boys versus girls. And for Foursquare, man, I forgot we had those, too. Like, we, just, we oh, played yeah. all of those things, boys versus girls. And us being kids and super competitive, uh, it started to ramp up really quickly until it got to the point where there was uh, we were starting to physically fight without, you know, physically fighting because, you know, mm-hmm. there were yard duties everywhere. And we figured out that, you know, if we were playing around and we were, quote unquote, playing tag during recess, then none of the yard duties would ever suspect that we were doing anything else because it was before it was the whole, you know, oh, you know, people are shoving people to the ground, you know, mm-hmm. that's too dangerous, can't play tag, and banned it. So we were still play- able to play tag, and I remember uh, one of the times it just got so so heated and so escalated that it got way out of control, and everybody was starting to, to really, like, you know, like, grab people and throwing people around and mm-hmm. spitting around and shoving and all that and I very distinctly remember this this kid, his name was Danny. Um, and he was just he was this really small Asian boy. And uh we were again playing playing games, running around, playing tag, quote unquote, and my friend Haley, she had grabbed one of the one of the other boys, I don't remember, and she grabbed him by his wrist 
and started spinning around in a circle and then let go and watched him, you know, fly over and just fall into the, the wood chips mm-hmm. because we were playing still in the uh, playground area. And I thought, that's such a good idea. So when he went to go tag me, I grabbed his wrist and, you know, did the same thing. Except when he fell, we had that little curvy metal uh, balance beam. And he fell his back first into it. He didn't, like, hurt his head or anything, but his back hit it. Mm. And so he got, you know, hurt. He didn't break anything or anything, like, super serious, but he got hurt. And so that was the end of our days being, you know, boys versus girls Mm -hmm. and all that crazy because he went crying to the yard duty. And so the yard duty was like, what happened? And then he didn't tell the, the yard duty that it was me. He just said the girls are doing these things, and one of them, you know, swung me around, and I hit my back, and so then it, you know, got brought to the attention of our teacher, to which our teacher sat down and had a conversation with all of us, and then she brought it to the the vice principal because she was the one that always dealt with things like that, not our principal. And so she came out to our class, and so she had a conversation about it with uh with us the next day, mm-hmm. and it was, she was like, nobody's getting in trouble, but if it happens again there will be serious consequences. This is a hands-free zone, and I will never be able to get those words out of my head because that was what they drilled into you in school. It was like, it's a hands-free zone, except when you're playing, you know, at recess. So it was dumb that they would say that, but they still allowed all of these other games. So it was like, you know, they that was before they banned it. And then, yeah, literally the next year, when I was in fourth grade, they started to ban a bunch of games, tag included, because there were just too many instances of kids getting mad and actually starting to shove people. You know... <laughs> I didn't know until I moved that penalty shots weren't a thing in tetherball. Because when I, because in 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 Vacaville, our our uh, tetherball pole, the rope was really low so that the young kids, kid, the little kids, could play it right. Mm-hmm. And if your wrist hit the rope, it was a penalty shot. And the way we did penalty shots was. You stood on one side. I stood on the other. Let's say the rope. You hit the rope, right? Or you crossed the line or whatever you want to want to call it. Whatever it was. It was a foul. And a foul got a penalty shot. And I would take the ball, put it in my hand, and I would smash it as hard as I could to hit you in the face. <laughs> I really thought that was how you played tetherball because that's how we played it. Never were we stopped. Never did teachers get in our way. Never did... Did they do anything like that? You would stand there. You would put your hands behind your back and you would close your eyes and you'd close your eyes as hard as you could because all you would hear is that fist (laughs) hitting the tether ball, right? Your eyes are closed. You can tell you right now, my eyes are closed. I'm I'm reliving this. That that, you'd hear that echoey sound off Mm -hmm. the ball as, as it resonates and it would fly over and just that brief moment right before it hits you, that little bit of cool air as the ball just kind of pushes the wind out of the way before it smashes you dead in the effing face. And I I broke my arm on that tether ball rope because our tether ball rope had a little our, our tether ball had a little that little metal part that the rope connects to. Oh, you see, ours, you're saying that ours, ours was, were chains. Oh, no. Ours was straight up chains. No, we had well ours was, was the rope, but the metal part bracket was exposed. And so I got this guy. Oh my god, I will always remember his name, Mike McKinnon. And he was a he was just a jerk. And he was on the other side and I got him on a foul. And so I sat there and I got all excited about it. And I decided because I had this I had to I was knocking it clockwise, 
right? So I had to hit it with my right hand, and I'm not as strong in my right hand. And I wasn't strong at the time at all because muscle had not come. No muscle came to me until puberty. Before that, I was just way too I – was, I was this twig, right? <laughs> and it was like – so I tossed the ball up, wound back, and missed the ball. And the rope wrapped around oh my, my arm, and I went to pull it. And as soon as I went to pull it, I did, you know, when something gets really, really fast, mm-hmm. and that's what I did. And right on the bone, right there, that metal thing just went, bam, and everybody heard the crack. Mike opened his eyes, everything. Everybody was like, what the hell? And it's like, and I went to class, and I told my teacher, it was a substitute teacher that ended up being our teacher for like half the year, um, mm-hmm. a substitute teacher, and I told him, hey, I think I broke my arm. And he's like, okay, Joey, whatever. Just want to get out. He thought I wanted to get out of schoolwork. So he made me stay in, in class. And about an hour later, I had this big, huge knot on my arm. And he's like, it's test time. And I said, I need to go to the nurse. And he goes, really? And I held up my arm. And he's like, you would be crying if your arm was broken, Joey. And I'm like, and he looks at it and he goes, fine, go to the nurse. What are you doing? Smacking it on the desk so that you can get out of the test? Whatever. I go to the nurse. Nurse calls my parents. Parents take me to the doctors. Yeah, sure enough, my arm is broken. You know? And so I come to school the next day with this cast on, and he saw me at school. He saw me as I was walking to school while he was driving to school, and I didn't know any of the teacher's cars. Just this strange guy's car pulls over in front of me, and I'm freaking out because there was there had been some kidnapping. that You know, kids get worked up. You're always going to get kidnapped, right? And so I freaked out, got to the school, you know, ran to the school, got to the school, found out it was him, he calls up my mom. He's apologizing profusely to my mom, who at this point wasn't a demon yet, you know, and it was like, and my mom was just like, okay, okay. Now, I thought it was awesome because my arm was broken, right? And I thought it was awesome because I thought, it, but first off, they didn't give me a regular cast. So it wasn't anything anybody could sign. They gave me plaster and it was like a mesh. So nobody could sign it. So nobody could sign my cast. So that sucked. Um, but then I was like, oh, well, so and uh, some girl, I think Brenda was her name or something like that. She had broke her arm. And so because she broke her arm, she didn't have to do any homework because she couldn't write. But you broke your right hand and you're left. And I'm left handed. <laughs> yes. So I had it. I thought I was excited about it and everything else. And nope. Turned out I just I had to do my homework and everything else like normal. And nobody could sign my cast. And, you know, at that point in my life, I don't know if anybody actually wanted to. So. I was not good at having friends at that young age. I just, everything about me was just very awkward. So, but yeah, we smash each. I remember the first time I got hit with that ball in the face and I was like, oh my God, this is hell. Like this is, I'll never play this again. And then the next day I wanted to play again. So (laughs) anyway, (laughs) so I have, I have two more. Okay. The last one is like, a good ending one so that's why i'm saving that one um this one (laughs) is extremely messed up and uh surprising it's from a deleted account and i'm sure you'll understand why (laughs) it's titled i put peanut butter in my friend's drink thinking she was lying about her allergy (gasps) i was young only in the second grade and had recently been taught about lying After our lessons on sinning and doing bad stuff, I developed the idea that my friend, let's call her Liliana, was lying about her peanut allergy and just didn't like peanut butter, 
but I but was too ashamed to tell me because they were my favorite snack at the time. Not to mention the times when someone would bring in a snack for the class and we'd always have to check if they had peanuts in them. If they did, the whole class couldn't eat them so that she wouldn't feel left out. I was tired of, of what I thought was a dumb made-up lie and decided to take matters into my own hands by bringing a big jar of peanut butter and waiting for the perfect moment to strike. Once it's snack break, I waited until Liliana went to the bathroom to take out my peanut butter jar to slip a spoonful into her cup, shaking it good so she wouldn't suspect a thing. Once she came back, she sat down and drank some of her peanut butter-infused water. As she did so, I watched with wide eyes, making sure to take in every detail, now convinced that she'd been lying the whole time. Suddenly, a few minutes later, Liliana started coughing uncontrollably, choking and thrashing herself all over the floor. It also didn't help that she had forgotten her EpiPen that day at home, causing her to convulse and forcing my teacher to call an ambulance. It turned out she was severely allergic to peanut butter, and I never had the gall to tell her what I had done that day. We're still friends today, and she strongly believes that her father was trying to kill her that day since she had gotten into a fight with him the day before regarding her dead mother. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> wow. And Absolute I've, see, insanity. I, I would say I've never messed with anybody's allergies, but, again, I tried to give somebody AIDS with a needle. <laughs> so, But, like, that's just... That's mm-hmm. crazy. Like, but it's to me, it's just like that really is true, innocent child behavior of just like, ah, oh, we were just taught about lying and like mm-hmm. sinning and all these things. You know, I have to form some kind of drama because we just learned about this thing and it has to be connected to my life. What if this is a lie? <laughs> I'm going to find out because she didn't know no, what the, yeah, the no. actual reaction would and, be to and an we allergy. all had those friends growing up, right? Those friends that were like. I didn't. Oh, you, I'm glad I didn't. Oh, man. You never had that friend that no matter what story you told, they always had a different story, better story, and it was going to be a longer, bigger. Oh, man. No, because I talked too much. Oh, that's <laughs> My fair. stories were always just, but I didn't like bounce off of other people when I was younger. That didn't start mm. becoming a thing for me until I was older and started feeling like nobody cared. So I talked yeah. more <laughs> until somebody cared. Well, so, but yeah, no, that's. <laughs> yeah no i i oh god well i had so many i had mike there was mike there was toby toby well toby just toby had stories that toby liked to make uh he no he didn't make them up he would embellish them like he would you, you'd hear a story about toby going on a roller coaster and like the roller coaster and, and it happens sometimes you know you get the harness and the, that little pull down harness that they put on the roller coaster mm-hmm. and every now and then it'll let go one click when you're on the roller coaster mm-hmm. right that be that two years later became the story of how toby almost got uh, died on a roller That's, coaster I, i'm you saying know. like i've been on enough roller coaster i literally mm-hmm. have been on like two in my entire life oh. so i really don't know okay well okay <laughs> they, it just it's just something that happens it's like it's it's a safety you know there's a safety thing it's like if you didn't quite get the last click in it'll click out once and yeah, it can kind of scare you if you're going down all of a sudden. <laughs> you click, what the hell? You know, because I mean, I've been on so many roller coasters. Like, I honestly, I think I'm bored. I um, when Jonathan and I went to the Mall of America, there was like I, there's like five or six roller coasters there. Number one, because I was working out so heavy at that time, there was one I couldn't even, I couldn't go on the the SpongeBob one. There was a, they have a Nickelodeon one that's up there, and my chest is so big they couldn't get the thing down. So the other ones were made for me. I was good to go, but that one not so much but um 
But yeah, it's like I got up on those roller coasters. I was like, mm, yay, roller coaster. Because I'm just like, whatever, you know, anymore. Mm-hmm. But but I haven't been on a real roller coaster in a long time either. So I don't know. Maybe we'll see. Um, you know, but um, yeah, I just just those people. And there's always and I so I get where OP is coming from. Because you get people, and, and oh, shit, my mom is the biggest one of that all the time. Martin Luther King could come back down, come back to life, and Martin Luther King could look at my mom, say, I had a dream. And my mom said, I had a dream, too, but in my dream, because that's my mom. That's literally, that's that's the kind of person she was. So I get what OP's saying. My mom would tell stories, and I would be like, um, no, that that's not true. And that used to tick her off. When I got to that point where I was just not willing to lie for squat, anymore because i wasn't Mm going to have that crap happen and my mom was like oh i homeschooled my kids i was like yeah i was top of the class ah you know stupid jokes like that she was horrible at it horrible she did it for like you know what i remember you know the biggest thing i remember about being homeschooled by my mom Mm and my and my dad was how to spell aisle a-i-s-l-e okay that because i I kept, they gave us this 50 question uh, spelling bee, and we had to get all 50. If you got 50 right, you got a Snickers. And if you didn't, you kept missing one. And I kept missing one. I couldn't figure out which one I was missing. And then finally I saw it, and I'm like, why aren't you guys asking me Asley? Why aren't you asking me Asley? And they're like, because it's not pronounced Asley. It's pronounced Isle. And I go, and then I, that only then had they taught me how the dictionary worked. So the word the in parentheses was how it sounds. And I'm like, yeah, no, you guys never taught me that. Yes, he did. No, you didn't. And Hannah, even Hannah was like, no, no, we no. I was trying to figure out which word Joey was getting wrong. And it was like, yeah. So I literally that's that's the biggest thing I remember about homeschool. But my mom didn't have the discipline to be up every morning at seven o'clock to even get us to school, much less teach us. Mm. So it was just it was that was. Uh, but. We would go places and everywhere we go, she would always stories. My mom's been on TV with her bullshit stories. I'm not kidding. I actually should. Oh, no, I, I know there's a couple. I, I can probably find them on YouTube. As a matter of fact, I know I can find one on YouTube. If, if people want to know, just go find an old Chevy Chase show episode with a woman who asked Chevy if he has any tattoos. And you can trace it back because she's got like a link on all of her crap back to herself because I think. Somebody else did it for her because that woman does not understand computers, which, yeah, she hasn't messaged me. I wonder if her uh, computer finally died. She didn't message me on the last bad weather just to see how I'm doing. Mm. So I think her computer might be dead. Uh Oh, don't care. (laughs) So. All right. So you want to go to the last one? Is this is this going to make me want to kill myself or somebody else? Okay. It is from user Stunning Shame 892 and it is titled, I hid my field trip money in someone's desk so they would get in trouble. Definitely an wow. asshole. I was in fifth grade, about 10 or 11 at the time. This girl named Caitlin had been the weird one in our grade. She wore cat ears and ate the big pink erasers. She would always get on my nerves since she sat behind me in every class, either hissing or purring or spitting erasers around the room at people, including me on occasion. It was a week or two before the field trip, so we had to get our permission slips signed and turn it in with money. I came up with the best plan. I'd put my envelope in her desk before we went out for recess, so by the time we came in, no one would think I put it there. I would pretend to cry and tell the teacher that my envelope was missing and who I thought took it. The beginning of the plan went perfectly. I successfully put it in her desk and went on my happy way to recess. All I had to do was fake being upset. 
We got inside and I immediately ran to my desk, pretending to search for my non-existent permission slip. Crying, I ran up to the teacher and told her that I saw Caitlin steal it before recess. Our teacher searched for it in Caitlin's desk, coming up empty-handed. I was beside myself, completely shocked and confused, knowing I did put it in her desk. Little did I know, Caitlin already found it and stashed it in the classroom to take later. My teacher never found it, so I ended up not being able to go on the trip for <laughs> insufficient funds. Karma's a bitch. <sighs> okay, that's awesome. That's that's like, that's great. <laughs> that's, oh, okay. I, I have a good one, a nice little karma one. If, if it's okay with you, I'll end on it. Sure. So, okay. So, like I said, I used to work, uh, one of the first jobs I ever had was Vallejo Sanitation and Flood Control. And I worked abatement. And the guy that I worked with, his name was Rob, and he was a really nice guy. And um, he would drive, okay, the, the way it works is your refuse would come in. And I mean, your refuse, all the stuff from your toilet would come into a sanitation. And it would go up a conveyor, it would get chopped up, go up this conveyor belt, it would get dried, it would get caked, and is what it was called, cake. Um, which you, <laughs> and then it would get dumped into the back of these trucks and then these trucks would take it out to a place. I think it was called Angel Island, um, that had a facility where we would dump it. Right. Well, not all the time was it dry because rain happens even, you know, it's the Bay area, even in June mm. rain happens. So Rob asked me one day, he's like, Hey, Joey, he goes, yeah, today you want to you want to go out with me and go to angel island i was like is that okay he's like yeah i already talked to lonnie it's good to go and i was like okay so i got all excited about it and said sure let's go so i went with him and we we go out there and this, this is a big heavy truck it's not regulated at all because it's just going from you know so there's no weight limits i know we're well over our weight limit it's all sloshy stuff mm. right and so you're driving slow and the on-ramps in vallejo are barely on ramps there's only one that's an actual on ramp we're not allowed to go on that one so you're making turns and this stuff is heavy in the back of back of your truck you know and it's a day cab and the the uh, flume of it starts over our heads so meaning there's literally shit human shit wet human shit above our heads mm -hmm. right so if that thing's leaking ugh. Even even after it's been cooked. So we're driving it out there, and this is the first load of the morning, so it's been rained on all night, right? Gross. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's not pleasant in any way, shape, or form. So we get to, oh, I want to say it's Monte Vista or something Vista Road, where we turn left, and we go and we turn left, and we start getting up to speed. And this jackass in a white Mercedes, okay, not convertible, which would have been so much nicer, White Mercedes got pissed at us because we are in a big truck taking a wide turn, right? Mm -hmm. So he gets right in front of the truck and brake checks Rob. Well, it's still raining, so he brake checks Rob and goes into a skid, and so Rob slams on the brakes. And so slam on the brakes, and we get about a foot from hitting him. When the momentum of a stopping hits oh, the back of the trailer, and I'm not kidding when I say I think 250 350 gallons of wet, disgusting, everything you flush down spews over the front of our truck. And like we couldn't even see all of it because it had was just going That's down the disgusting. windshield, everything. But his, <laughs> his car was covered. Ew. And then 
And so we got out because we didn't know if we hit him or not. But it got a little bit better because he goes and opens his car door. Ah! And it all, a whole bunch of it just slops (laughs) right into his car. So there we are on the side of the road just having to call the city or having to call the rest of the guys to come out and have to shut off part of the road. And we get the vacuum truck out there to come out there and suck all this up. And this guy has to get a tow and has to get in a vehicle. And a cop saw the whole thing. So the cop literally would not let him go anywhere. They wrote him a fine. Um, Rob said, and this is, you know, 1990, I think. Yeah. 1990. And, he, the, Rob said, yeah, the guy's going to get a $2,500 fine because he's gonna, and then he's going to have to uh, pay for all of the the street cleanup and the crew and everybody out there. The city's going to send him a bill. So when all this is said and done, he's going to spend $10,000 plus the inside of his car for the foreseeable future. That stuff doesn't come out. That's disgusting. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So that got him there. And with that, thank you for joining us on the <laughs> Afternoon Dive on the Stupid Podcast on Everything, where I've been Joey. And I'm Kiki. And we just want to remind you that which does not kill you, probably still trying to get that smell out of their Mercedes. Peace out with your peace out. Bye. Bye.